Hey y'all, welcome to episode 283 of the podcast with my guest Brie. Uh, I said say Brie Esrig, I don't know, <laughs> I like turned her into a one name superstar. You know what? She deserves to be one. She's fantastic. Um, I'm so, so glad that uh, we were able to make this happen. It's been a very, very busy um, couple of weeks for me and um, and so just getting a, a podcast out this week feels like an enormous victory. Um Certainly, I realized that no one is like, oh, thank goodness there's another podcast this week, except for me. But uh, it it definitely checks off my box of like, I like to do this every week. Um, and so uh, this week, I I think I might be a little behind in shout outs, but I wanted to just throw out there uh, once again that um, Chris Royce, who runs the JV Club Twitter account, also uh, was responsible for this just wonderful new JV Club website. I, I don't think I've talked it up enough. Um, but please go and check it out. He did such an amazing job and, um, there's some great artwork by Kat on there. And just, uh, I just feel very, very honored to have uh, people who are interested in helping out with some of the stuff that I'm frankly not as great at. So, uh, do give that a, a check out if you have time. I'm always looking for positive reviews on iTunes, even though I never say I am. And I think that's it. Why don't you sit back, relax, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Now entering Nerdist.com. I've already started recording. That's how running with it I am. Hell That's yeah. how fleet of foot I am. That's an expression. Yeah. Fleet of foot. Fleetwood Foxfoots. <laughs> Love that band. Me too. So sad they broke up. I know. So sad they broke up. Stevie Nicks is apparently a real kook when she's not on coke. I know. Um, also saying kook and coke together sounds like two, two rhyme time. Two different drugs. Who would have thought? Two different drugs. Not me. No. <laughs> hmm. Wait, what's on? Oh, those are little These are champignons. That's yeah. French for mushroom. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow, you're already bragging. Like, I walk in the door, you're like, this is my man. See, I have a boyfriend. I speak French. What's that on your shirt? Champignon? <laughs> now, but, but the thing that made me think of that is that I recently was uh, working because I was working on something there. There's another brag. Uh, but the, but the, the, the catering had a salad that was like principally wild mushrooms. Mm. And I, I was, I realized like I was sort of reminded like, Oh yeah, I don't think I like wild mushrooms. Wow. But I feel like I'm supposed to, but there, but, but, but there's, but there's something about what I'm realizing is there's something about the taste that isn't, it's not that I just don't like the taste. It's something deeper than that. And it really, it really does to me turn my stomach in the way that's like, this is poison. Like, I think oh. maybe my ancestors ate bad mushrooms or something. Maybe you did. Maybe I, maybe I ate bad mushrooms. Oh my God. Maybe in the past life you were like a truffle pig and you messed up yeah. and chose the wrong one. And instead of just getting fired like a regular truffle pig. <laughs> I died. You died. Because <laughs> it does. There's something about it that's like, ooh, this. it's like unsettling. Like, ooh, I don't know if I should be eating this. It's hard to explain. Ooh, that is interesting. Yeah. Because it's one of those foods that you're supposed to like yeah. as an adult, but not as a kid. Yeah. 
Interesting. I mean, like a like a button mushroom, like a like a mushroom you would find in just like a cute little white mushroom. That's fine. Like a baby bed. So- <laughs> uh, yeah. But once you get into like shiitake, yeah, something something gets funky for me. Okay, portobello. Portobello is okay. That okay. just tastes like a like a vegetarian steak somehow. Yeah, kind of. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. have that wild fungusy taste so i'm assuming you haven't actually taken mushrooms at the drug well i have actually but not but i don't but they just that just tasted like weird dirt yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely definitely i don't i can't connect those two do you like wild mushrooms yeah like the kind that sort of have that like fan to them like that sort of what am i saying but you know the ones the yellow ones that are sort of maybe they are the ones ones that look like they're in alice in wonderland Yeah, yeah yeah or almost like sea creatures yes why don't I, I like it. them? I don't know. You got to go slow. You got to choose the mushrooms you like. I mean, I've explained that there are two mushrooms right now that I feel I'm good friends with. Yeah, exactly. So you're started. You started. I'm on my way. Have you taken mushrooms? Yes, a few times. Do you like it? I do, but I like acid more. I was a real acid kid too. Yeah. But I'm, I'm afraid to do it now. I'm sure I would. I feel like I would just go off the deep end. Oh, I love doing it. I really? love doing it like once a year and just reflecting and figuring thought, out where I I'm at. I think that's great because I don't know what my, I like to think that my adult brain would be even cooler than my like child brain was because I was very young. Um, but I just worry too much about like, oh, I got a bad badge. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I'm just what? a wuss You don't about like stuff. killing your brain cells? <laughs> how dare you? It's unclear to me even what has been figured out about that though. Like how much of your brain you're really, I don't know. I don't know. I don't it's know. still kind of a big mystery, but the whole microdosing thing I'm fascinated Amazing. by and I love the idea of, and I'm very tempted by, even like mi- microdosing mushrooms. It's amazing. Cut when to I, like I just, the FBI just raids me yeah, right, exactly. during the podcast. Right? We've been waiting to hear you say you took acid once a year. Come with us. I wouldn't be shocked if my phone <laughs> just like sent it to the government. Yeah. Um, Who knows what's you going know, our on? To the Russians. To the Russians. Um, but I just did microdosing while I was in Costa Rica. Oh, you did? And it was magical. Okay. Truly. It tell, was like, do tell. It's like being stoned times 10, but you're like completely aware. Like you can just like, you can come to at, at any moment. Like if someone's talking to you, you're like, oh, I can have a normal conversation Interesting. With you. So you sort of allow yourself to drift in into it. Yes. But you can come out of it in a yeah. way that maybe if it were a greater amount, you wouldn't be able to. Definitely. You can access it still. Yeah. Everything's just a little bit brighter. Everything's a little peppier. Yeah. And that's about it. How long did you take the same amount each day for a certain amount of time? Was it like regimented or was it just kind of more random? Uh, we took a couple different doses. So the microdoses, we did a fourth of a tab. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did that two days in a row. And then on the third day, we did a full tab. Oh, so, okay. okay. Yeah. It was perfect. What did you, what were you doing while you were there? Oh, gosh. I've never we been went, to Costa Rica. It was amazing. I've never been either. So it was, we, on the last day when we like did the full acid, it was like we walked through uh, Manuel Antonio's National Park, which you have to walk through to get to the beach. Oh, neat. So it's like this private beach in the middle of this forest. And the water's so warm. It's like so salty, you can't even open your eyes. Like it hurts. Yeah. But it's just like the most gorgeous. You can like go sit under trees on while you're laying on the sand. And little creatures just come right up to you. Like we saw a spider monkey there. Oh my gosh. 
little raccoons were like came now you're right just making no. now and you're just like, now you're that one brag of that raccoon because i'm so in love with raccoons that great. just like ousted all of my previous brags with that one brag two little mischievous raccoons oh. came right up to us and i looked over at my friend i was like chelsea is this really happening right now? she was like yeah Brie. she took way less and i she was like yes Bree, it's real and i was like yeah. what can we give them we have yeah. to offer them something yeah we had nothing to offer them except gum so i didn't <laughs> If you had given them gum, I, I'm sure they would have tried to it. Choke. I know, understood. I wouldn't have either. They're One tiny t- hands. They're little. They would have been like, so you know what? If you just have like some uh, oil and vinegar and some greens, we can make our own salad with our tiny perfect hands because yep. they can. They'd be like, let me unscrew this bottle for you with my perfect human hands. I know. And spider monkeys too, I guess. Yeah. With their cute little hands. Yeah. Oh my. God, it's really so a jungle great. of hands. Hands creatures. Hans Creatures Anderson. Nope. Nope. Um, Which is perfect when you're on acid. I was going to say, I mean, that's... Touch me, little monkey. (laughs) Yeah, the the experience of... Because what you're describing is sort of like even sober. You feel like, where am I and how is this happening? So even just adding like a tip into the direction of like having that augmented in some way, I'm sure it was just pretty amazing yes did you so you don't snorkel or or anything in in that salty water or you can you just have you to can i didn't i'm a diver but i didn't get to dive on this trip because my friend doesn't do that but um, I, i've never been diving diving oh man it's like it's like doing drugs all by itself you yeah have, it's like entering another world i mean it's i great. feel that way snorkeling ish but yeah. i also feel like kind of better that I can immediately check out of that if I get overwhelmed because I do get hyperstimulated. Are you okay. from are you from around here? Like did you grow up around water? You must have. Who, I what? mean I grew up in LA. Yeah. We actually would go every summer we would do Thursday beach day at Zumba Zumba. Zumba Beach. <laughs> Zumba Listen, Beach. We're all that's a, where the I old ladies and dancing. You that mistake gets made at least once a day by someone. Oh, I'm someone call says it Zumba <laughs> I guarantee it. Like probably like twenty people a day minimum. I accidentally. I guarantee they have a Zumba on Zuma Beach Day. You're right. Yeah, that's well, I can't. I wouldn't bet against that guarantee. I think you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Now, some people. I've never taken Zumba. I know Aya Cash, who's on your the worst with me, uh, loves it. Loves Zumba. Okay. I feel I would like it, but I've never taken it. I feel like I would like it too. Yeah. Or do you like group class stuff? Yeah, I yeah. can do that. I like spinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be. I mean. Okay. Um, I guess that's that much is clear. Uh, what? Uh, okay. So when did you get into diving? When I was about 11. Oh, yeah. My see. dad, we went to, we wanted to go to Hawaii and my dad really wanted to do it. And so he asked my sister and I if we wanted to join him. And so we, the three of us did scuba lessons. Like we took the classes together yeah. and then we would all go into the pool at the scuba center together. And it was so fun. And then we finally did it in Hawaii and my sister chickened out. But Oh, was, she did. Has she yeah. done it since then or forevermore? No, she, I th- she, wasn't she gets really seasick. Oh, so you, you yeah. either dive from the beach, which yeah. is you like walk backwards into the water and you like kind of flop down mm-hmm. or you jump off a boat and do it. Yeah. And so we jumped off the boat. And so she got couldn't it. even, she could barely get on the boat. Got it. Got it. But it was so great. What Loved kind of it. stuff uh, do, was there like a, a that sort of moment of the first dive where you, you see a thing that you're like, you know what I mean? Like for me, I saw my first time snorkeling and I've not been very many times, but my first time doing that, I saw an octopus and I had a feeling of like, this is special. Like I know yeah. this is unusual and special. Yeah. And then it inked, which was also really no neat. Way. Yeah. Oh, 
That's so cool. That is special. Yeah, right? Yeah. We saw a turtle that was, I think, like three or four feet. Oh, that's so, so cool. So it was really cool. But I didn't Were you ever, sk- like, were, had you been snorkeling before? Was there ever a yeah, moment of snorkeling. like, I feel intimidated by the water. I feel intimidated by these creatures who live here and I'm just visiting? Hint, no. hint. No, but that's a great question. Hint, hint to how I feel. <laughs> no, that's a great question. Like, you could all kill me at any time. I deserve it. I deserve it. I don't belong here. I deserve it. No, I just, the my number one fear with scuba diving is the ta- something's going to happen with the tank. Sure. Which and, is a very reasonable fear. Which is fear. like the one thing you're not supposed to do is go up when it happens. Mm-hmm. Like you have to slowly Even though everything your in your body is like, get me out of here. Yeah, Probably. because your eardrums will literally explode. So that was the fear. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. If you start to panic, that's the worst fear is just having yeah. a panic attack underwater. But, and I'm sure you can go, I mean, there must be like dives where you know you're going to a certain depth and dives yes. where you can say, I don't want to go that deep. And they'll go, okay, well, we'll take you to this one reef and you'll just be X amount of feet down. Yeah. I think the first one I did was 30 feet, which was... That seems pretty deep to it me. It was deep. It was deep, but it was great. And then I did a 60 foot, which was <sighs> scary, but yeah. so fun. I love it. Did you see sharks? No, no sharks. But I'm, I'm cool with sharks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love sharks, but I uh, that's another thing where, I, again, I have that sort of sense of like, I mean, I guess you want to come bite me. I can't really do anything about it. Like, this is your territory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, that's scary. But it's exciting scary. Totally. You know? I don't know if I would ever do that cage diving thing with sharks because those sharks are, they they want to eat me. Yeah. Right? It feels like you're being, ta- you're taunting them a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I had this book when I was little called I Can Read. It was an I Can Read book. It was I Can Read About Sharks. And so I did my book report on it for whatever age that is. It was probably like six. I mean, you know, it's very, it's like the book where there's one line per page. Yes. <laughs> and there's a picture, an illustration of whatever that one line is about. And there was a part in that that says, it basically says like, you know, if you go, like this diver is going down in a cage, but the shark, if it wanted to, could bite through the metal. Like it fully says, it says like, I mean, still the shark could bite through this person, but uh, you know, to this person. So that really stayed with me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's honest. Yeah. (laughs) It's very, very direct. Yeah. Were you, did you get obsessive about stuff when you were younger? Did you have like, you know how sometimes people have like the, I wouldn't say sharks with this for me, although I was very interested in sharks, but some people are like, you know, like I have a friend where I'm like, oh, she was the person who just like loved you too. She just loved you too. No one, no one else could ever. Yeah. No one else could love you too that much. Someone had, someone loved horses. I could never touch how much they loved horses. Did you have that? Or do you just remember being surrounded by that? You know, surrounded by that, but I definitely had my thing because I mean, while everyone was obsessed with Harry Potter, I was obsessed with the series of unfortunate events. Oh, yeah. Like, that yeah. was my jam. And yeah. I think the new show on Netflix is so good. I need to it's watch it. It's sometimes so I get funny. weird about watching Buddies and oh, yeah. um, Neil's in it. And, and uh, sometimes that takes me out of something, not because the performance isn't amazing. It just, I just get excited. Yeah. So then I'm just thinking, like, oh, I, I got to text him. Like, it's so dumb, but. Yeah, um, but it looks like it's wonderful. Oh my god, it's everything I ever wanted. I'm so glad, isn't yeah. it nice when somebody gets it right? Yes, it's so dark and so funny. But my biggest obsession was with Peter Pan. Okay, yes, all right, the book. And never read the book, the 2003 version. Okay, all right, it was bad. I was obsessed. The 2003 version is is that called Peter Pan? It's called Peter Pan. Okay, yeah. I've never seen that. 
okay. I had good. to think about okay. it for a second. I was then like, you're not going to judge hook. me too harshly. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. No, no. Ooh. Is it like Jonathan Taylor Thomas or someone? <sighs> Listen. <it's- laughs> Jeremy Sumter. Okay. All right. I don't know what he did. Uh-huh. After that, but, oh man, he was a great Peter Pan. Okay, good. Great Wendy. Great Captain Hook. Do Jason I know? Isaacs. Oh, okay. All right. He scared me a lot. I loved it. Yeah. It was very dark. Was it? Um, But, and you had loved it before the movie. So you, that was another one where you were like, they did it. They did it. Yeah. I love the book. So it was just like the book. What about Um, the Disney cartoon? Nothing. I never really liked, I liked it when I was little, but then when I became obsessed with the book, I was like, this is so different. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know. I've never, I've never read it. Yeah. It's, oh, the book is so good there's so many moments in the book that they never ever like adapt yeah. into movies or anything oh really so like, consistently there scene, are things yeah. that never show up there was a That's scene interesting. There's a scene in uh or there's a chapter in the book where peter and wendy get stuck on a rock like in the middle of nowhere and they like and peter he can't fly like he's he's like stopped believing for for a little bit because he's just gotten into like a fight and so the water is rising up and they're going to drown. And so a kite flies down and Peter ties it to Wendy and he says, this, it can only hold one of us. And so he like kind of pushes her off and the kite takes her away. And so that's when he says, to die will be an awfully big adventure. And he like sacrifices himself. And then this Breathe. bird, I know. And then this bird that he had saved the baby, the eggs, comes down and picks him up. And takes him to safety. The never bird. All right. Let me just say, you're my kindred spirit. (laughs) Because how many times have I, I've probably told this, I mean, listen, I've talked about this book, The Diamond in the Window, that I love so much. Uh, I've I've over, now I've over talked A Wrinkle in Time from long before it was going to be the recent movie. Mm -hmm. I've not seen the recent movie. I'm not going to see it. It has absolutely nothing to do with anything other than that I, never I just never wanted to even when I was little I was like I never want to see anyone else's interpretation of like what Mrs. Witch looks like I just don't want to I want it to just be in my brain um but so but now I feel like I've over talked Wrinkle in Time because it's so much a part of the zeitgeist now on its own yeah but the but the diamond in the window is out of print and no one will ever read except unless you order it from a used bookstore. Uh, But there's a moment in that that's just the same. And it makes me cry even to describe it. It's this whole situation where these kids are trapped and they have to, they have to, they're getting out with like the power of language or the power of words. Mm -hmm. And so, and they're, and they're in a chamber. It's a seashell actually, a chambered Nautilus. And so they're trapped in the smallest room and they discover that if they do like nursery rhymes, the door opens and they go into the bigger chamber and they're getting out towards oh. the sea because this, the shell's being picked up into the water. It's a whole thing. But there's they they continue to have to come up with like, it's like, okay, and then the nursery rhymes stop working. And then, but then they come up with like, you know, Shakespeare. They can remember some shit. And like, uh, and so the bigger the room, the more meaningful the, th- the sort of grand thought has to be. And so at the very end, they can't, they've tried everything they can, these two little kids. And then the older sister just thinks to herself, like, I wish if Eddie could just get out, that's all I want now. I just want him to be okay. And yeah. that's like the thought that opens oh, the last door. And it's I just like it. that. It's oh just God. like that. They yeah. get, they both get out. And that's the bird coming to pick up Peter Pan. I, I'm Those shocked. life lessons in books 
are so vital. Like those are I like can't the, believe the those nuggets aren't of... the ones that are adapted, which is well, crazy yeah, yeah. to me because like Peter is so selfish. Yeah, like, and he's always and he shown has that, that selfless way. moment. And he had it's like that when he takes the, when he does the poison for Tink thing. Like that's like his redemption, I guess. But, yeah. But he's not. He like loves Wendy. Yeah. He thinks of her as like the mother he never had. And yeah. So it's just like so sweet, and they miss it, and I yeah. hate that. But then you have like it where it's like, oh, the way we get out is we all have to have sex with the one girl. (laughs) And I love that book until that part. And then it gets to that part. And I'm like, Stephen, what is going on? Like, wait a minute, because it's not like it's. I mean, it just, it's, it's not like it's, oh, if, for me and maybe for you too, it's not like it's, uh, it's in keeping with the whole rest of the vibe of the book, but it's just too much for me. To me, it comes out of nowhere. It like it's no a dark sense. book, but it, it feels like it comes out of fucking nowhere. It makes absolutely right? no sense to me. I don't know why that's in there at all. And I know he's, and he's had to like answer for that. And I think he has kind of defensively been like, well, it doesn't really represent what you think it represents. The, the loss of innocence and the loss of childhood. Yeah. But like they're all children. So yeah. What? It's a lot. Yeah. They're like 11. It's I don't a lot. Get it. <laughs> I know. I know it's a real struggle because Weird. I love so much about that book. I think it's so beautifully written and like your heart just breaks for these kids and he does such a great job of making you really care about each of these, their, you know, where, why they are the way they are and their families and stuff. And, and that happens. And yeah, to your point, talk about nothing that you ever see on, you're never going to see on camera. Like oh, yeah. they're never going to be like, God. let's go ahead and shoot that. I know. Ugh. I remember reading that book in sixth grade. I read it. And when I got to that part, I don't remember. It. I don't either. Okay. Okay, cool. I read, I read all, I read so much Stephen King too young. Like, I don't know what, I guess my parents weren't paying attention oh, or yeah, my, I was hiding that because I was, I know now like, oh, I was too young. Yeah, like I was reading like the short stories, like yeah. the body and scary. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, it so I loved it. I'm so glad know, my parents too. let me. But yeah, it just kind of. But went I, over my head I, at that I, time. I absolutely remember so much about the book, and I re- listened to it recently, the audio book, uh-huh. which is great. Oh, there's just a belch coming on, and I don't. It's like trapped. It. You want me to push it? Uh, <laughs> push it out of you. <laughs> if it comes to that, okay. I'll let you know. I'll give you a hand signal. Um, but yeah, I. Me too. I blanked it out. I blanked it out. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't understand My that little brain concept just didn't at that understand age. What that so was. the little characters in the book actually performing that act when yeah. I couldn't even understand it yeah. at that age is hilarious. Total same. Total same. Um, what were you What were you like in high school? Were you, uh, what was your school like? I should start with that. Okay. So I went to three different high schools. Oh, okay. Because, but all well, in the LA area? Yeah. Well, California. Okay. So the first... For ninth grade, I went to a private school in Calabasas called Viewpoint. Okay. And I pretty much flunked out of it. Okay. They didn't have great arts programs at the time. And then my family moved to San Diego. So I went to Torrey Pines for 10th grade. Also not super great with the arts. Like they just spent a million dollars on their football field. Uh, Meanwhile, the cameras, the video film were like falling apart. So it was like, yeah. And so then I begged my parents to go to boarding school. I was like, I have to get away from here. Nobody understands me. I just need to make art. Uh-huh. So <laughs> there's like a magical school called Idlewild Arts Academy oh, in Idlewild. In Idlewild. Okay, great. And I went there for two years, the last year of oh, high school. Wow. And I studied video film. Oh my gosh. How? What video was film. that like? Did it feel amazing? 
It was, they had. I'm so, I'm always so fascinated by high school kids who end up going to boarding school. It feels like, how did you get away with that? I know. You know? It, It was so great. It was like, it's like a school of 200 kids. It's majors. So it's like theater majors, dance majors, music majors. And so I was a film major and they had Chapman University's curriculum for film. And they had a huge soundstage and tons of equipment. And so I was taking like cinematography, screenwriting, directing, sound. I was taking all of it. So I like learned everything at a young age, which was amazing because then I started YouTube right after high school. Yeah. And I had like all the tools. Yay, yay. Yeah. Must be nice. Public school points to herself. I mean, yeah, I did public school most of my life, yeah. which was great. Yeah, it was fine. Well, no, I mean, like, I would have loved to have had, you know, I'm if you so can, lucky. if you get the access, you get the access. Yeah, and you know, you're lucky, you know, and you oh recognize God. that. That's, I think, the key thing. It's if you were like, oh yeah, did not, is that not what everyone had? Like, that's where it would oh, be. No, like, no, but... like, I know, like when I was at that school in San Diego, I was like, I was depressed, and I was you know, on a ton of different medications. We were like rotating, trying to figure out. And mm. I was like, mom, like I can't, like I, I, there's no one here that's like me. Yeah. And you don't understand that. Everybody likes sports or they're into like business stuff. <laughs> like like my sister is now right. a business and marketing teacher yeah. at Tory Pines. Oh, wow. Crazy. It was a good fit for her. Yeah. And so I was like, there's no art, there's no film around here like there was in LA. And so I was like, I have to go somewhere that's like for me. Yeah. And what she, my mom told me recently, she's like, the day we dropped you off at Idlewild, you turned around and looked at us and you were like, these are my people. <laughs> you just knew. I just knew. You just knew. I had to. What did you do with your time before you went up to Idlewild? What were you doing to sort of, other than medicating, to, to, to try to feel connected to who you, who you knew you could be or to, you know, did you have a couple of friends that, you know, sort of got it or were you mostly by yourself? I had a lot of like surfacey friends, but I my I had like two really close friends, and one of them had actually gone to Idlewild his freshman year as a dancer, I think, and he was super depressed coming back to Tory Pines, and he was like, "There's this magical school that we oh have my to God. go to together." Oh, this is and like then a, we ended up going together. A book. Oh, he got to go he back. Got to go back. We both got accepted in, and it was amazing. Ugh. Yeah, and so it was like we were so we would just eat lunch and like cry every day. It was just so sad. gratitude. Oh, just, like when oh, you like, were back. Oh, we yeah, were in, when you were in San yeah, we were in San Diego. We were just we would just like sit and like complain and cry. What an amazing. Thing to have somebody who's like paving the way who's building up you know the cho- Willy Wonka's chocolate factory Seriously. and then it actually turns out to be everything he said it would be yeah that's pretty it, great it was amazing obviously the depression stuff never went away and it, that you know going to an amazing school didn't just fix it overnight right. I actually had like a lot of problems while I was there with like the mental health stuff yeah but at least I was in my element and I was turning it into art instead of like you know not playing Fighting football. Like, yeah, exactly. Not yeah. playing football. Did was it weird to be away from your family? Did you have any moments of like I would yeah, not at all. No, I loved it. Uh-huh. I loved Understood. it. I've always wanted to just yeah. be alone. Yeah. <laughs> like take What care was of it? Myself. Was it like dorms? So you would have and yeah. was it uh co ed or was it It was the dorms gals weren't co ed. But mm. yeah, we had a roommate. We each had roommates in yeah, there was two girl dorms, two boy dorms, and yeah, I had four roommates total while I was there, and it was just the best. Did you were did you come in at the tail of like the last two years where people had already known each other and stuff? There were a lot of new people all oh, the nice. time. Like new people were coming in and out. 
they actually had the first year I was there, they had a bunch of artists who like lost their homes in Hurricane Katrina that they like brought to the school. How cool And they got is like that? a free ride. Like they got a full ride there. That's really was, cool. So cool. Yeah. And these are people just from all over the world. So yeah. it was really just like, I'd never been around so many different kinds of people before. Yeah. It was wonderful. Uh, did you date? Was there was there like a, we all don't live with our parents, so things can get even crazier than if you do oh live? God. I used to get in so much trouble sneaking the boys into my room. Well, you would. I don't know who no, wouldn't. We had a... I needed some sort of structure because I pushed the limits of what structure I did have. Oh I feel God. like... Because, yeah, once I went to college, I was like, oh, cool. So I don't have to go to class? <laughs> like, yeah. immediately. Oh, cool. So I don't have to come to my dorm room. I can date this person who lives off campus and therefore not have to be in the storm. Right. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you've talked about this. But did you you lost your virginity in high school? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I lost it at 15, so. Yeah. I was 16. I but I was like freshly 16. It was probably like March and I turned 16 in February. Mm-hmm. Um but that felt I think normal to me. Like I I want to say a fair amount of my friends had already lost their virginity by the time I did. I also was a year younger than my classmates. Mm-hmm. So you know, they were all already 16 turning, going on 17. Is that a song from the sound of music? Yes, it okay, is. great. Uh, um, but yeah, was it with somebody that you really cared about or was yeah, it like, let's get this over friend. with? <gasps> really? Did, yeah. I didn't know he was did, gay at the time. <laughs> did he? Yes, he did. He did. He knew. But he was like, let's see how this goes. He was cool with it. Uh, oh, okay. He was like my best friend. We yeah. had dated. Okay. We had dated in middle school. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, we were just like, oh, we're best friends. Like, who better to lose it to? And Interesting. So we like went to the construction site next to my house and we lost it there. And it was so special. Was it really? Yeah. It okay, good. I was, super, I want to see, I know, make sure you were being around. It was disgusting. We brought a blanket and like laid it down on the dirt, but it was Interesting. so romantic. Interesting. And but and did you have did your feelings for him get complicated in any way because you did that? And did you do it ever again with him? Or did you was that like never did it ever again? Yeah, yeah. He remained one of my good friends after that. Yeah. When he told me he was gay, I was like, Why did you do that to me? <laughs> but I mean it was it's fine now. It's funny now. Yeah. Uh, but did you feel did you honestly feel like, oh, I feel weird about that now that you're telling me? Well, I didn't until his parents, every time I saw them, they would be like, oh, Brie, you turned our son gay. Like they would say that to me. Then Hi. I felt that. Yeah. Hi. Maybe crossing boundaries that would be uncomfortable for a teenage girl to have to hear from someone's parents. Yep. Oh, heavens. Mm-hmm. You turned our son gay. Yep. Great. I, know, I loved it. Um, and what about, and so when you were in, uh, when you were up in Idlewild, was it, were you playing it a little fast and loose or were, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you I, again, again, you I, gotta. your, that experience for you sounds like my experience going to college. And, and right. I, and I, uh, it, there really was a sense of like, what, what, if, what rules are there? Yeah. I mean, I was a really horny teenager mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was trying to keep up with the boys and they didn't like that because I'm a girl and I'm not supposed to be doing that. Right. And so I remember oh, there was this kid that made a list. He like went around the boys' dorm. He knocked on every no. boy's no. room and said, have you hooked up with Brie? Let me know specifics. I'm going to write it down and I'm going to bring this list back to her and throw it in her face and be like, 
you're a slut, basically, is what happened. What the fuck? I know. I was he, what's <laughs> this, what was your relationship to him in terms of like, was he jealous? Was he, did he know. have feelings for you? Was I he? I don't know. I, I don't How know weird. why he It wasn't like that. an ex-boyfriend who, not to say no. there's a reason, like it's okay if there's a reason. I'm just, was just wondering what the impetus for him to like be so. I don't know. We had hooked oh. up like a couple of years before that at summer camp like some random kid I met at summer yeah. camp ended up going to the school yeah and so I don't think I don't we never hooked up after that yeah. but like I don't know why he just gotta be in his bonnet yeah how mean high school guys don't understand it's like you're the girl who's screwing the whole football team it's like that mentality mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. it's like all the guys are having yeah, sex yeah. too yeah so it's it was so weird to me but then I ended up having a serious boyfriend from like the middle of junior year to the end of senior year. And was he, did he have feelings about you having hooked up with other people? Was he envious of that? Or was he like, you're, I understand that you're committed to me now, so I'm not worried about it kind of thing. He understood. Yeah. Yeah. And we were committed to each other. Yeah. And it was a very sweet, it's, it was just like this really weird, quirky art school relationship like he rode a unicycle and you know i wore a you buffalo tooth up. around my neck like you cannot on. make this up and like i was telling you i wore my bra outside of my shirt like why <laughs> it's like that picture i sent you i was like i mean you, like i love uh, it it makes so me wish cringy. i had taught been a teacher up there kind of oh god you would have we would have called you by your first name of course you would have mm-hmm. of course were there like like artsy craftsy in addition to oh yeah I mean, film and tv and yeah all that was stuff. its own like, major you could be you I'm, could a, I'm a jewelry maker yeah kind of you thing. could do sculpting painting drawing like literally whatever mm. yeah that's crazy. so cool to yeah because to, to feel from an early age like that's a, a an attainable career like the arts also equal possible careers mm-hmm. what a great thing to to hear and be you know have have faith in or or feel like motivated towards rather than so many of us who and I don't I'm not counting myself among those my dad was definitely like go be an actor you know Mm -hmm. but you know the the horror stories about truly like parents who are totally well-intentioned but who are like you will never ever succeed in the arts you must become a dentist like me or what have you that's that was, a that, that gets into your too. yeah that really drills in early and it's hard to kind of overcome that sometimes and and rather than being told like yeah this is this is totally an as option. acceptable and an option and it's it, it has dignity you know all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah I, really I, I totally went great. through that with my dad because he tried to be an actor and he wasn't super successful but he was just like you know, don't pursue acting. You should just pursue film. And hmm. so like growing up, like I to be to a filmmaker like, rather to filmmaker. than to be, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. be a director or a screenwriter. I'm like, is that easier than being an actor? I feel like it's all the same. Yeah. Especially now that I do it. I'm like, it's all the same. Yeah. Everybody is, <sighs> everybody's struggling. struggling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone has the, an insecurity that maybe is like made fun of more by people who aren't actors or writers, exactly. but then you see it and you're like, no, but you're, no, but you're a director and you're also like, you have that thing too that you worry about or producers like, I didn't get that project because someone else got it, da, 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 mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's hard. So hard. So now it's like, you know, the goal is to be an actor, but I have the skill set in all the other stuff 
like all the other aspects of filmmaking, which yeah. is like, I'm relieved because of the YouTube thing. I'm like, sure people tell you all the time, you must, that, that you should write up the story of Idlewild. Oh, I am. Yeah. I, am. I mean, what a great, it's, it feels like so that could insane. be the next, you know, like little Miss Sunshine level kind of, you know? Yeah. It's, it needs to be made. People need to know what happened there. <laughs> what went on? You know, I'm shocked Mara Wilson hasn't done anything. Oh, yeah. She ended up going there. Oh, right on. I think her senior year or yeah. something. But it was And she right does the storytelling. She does storytelling stuff now for totally. sure. Totally. Right? She's more of a, maybe she's more of a theater person. She's in New York. I think she was, yeah, she wrong. was. I yeah. I think she's a writer now. Yeah. I don't know. Writer, I read her book. It was really good. Storyteller. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, when, how often would you go home? go home once every few months or my parents would come up and see me oh they would come up and visit i yeah. guess that makes sense why wouldn't they yeah i don't want to so small i've never spent any real time there i've only barely just spent time at, uh, at lake arrowhead mm. there's a lot of like unexplored northeast of here that i know is adorable and i just haven't gotten to yeah. and i love being up in the mountains too so i don't know what my problem is you really should it's gorgeous i've made a terrible series of mistakes it's never too late. Oh, I gotta get up there. You should. How creepy if I were like, uh, hi, I just have a friend who went to this school and I'm an adult with no children. I'd like to uh, take a walk around the campus, maybe press my ear up to a couple of dorm doors. The crazy thing is they would be like, oh my God, yes, really? Explore. Uh, yeah. That's my, maybe that's my story. I, I was my first like movie script I tried to write that I completely lost interest in had to do with like an adult going back to summer camp. And that is what this feels that. like to me. Like for me to be like, can I just enroll in some classes? Um, like I really Billy like your Madison programs. Yeah, exactly. God, I need exactly. That. Ooh. But you, what other were there? Uh, were there like sports offered there too, or was it? <laughs> no. Okay. And this is the best part because our PE class was top. But there was a PE class. There was a Amazing. PE class top at the French teacher. <laughs> Mm. named Alexi and he Amazing. was so sweet and I loved him but it was like we would play soccer and he would be like he would yell at me and be like Bree Bree don't kick too hard you can't hurt the musician's hands oh, oh no don't hurt the artist what an exercise in like look at us we're all doing PE kind of I know they were That's just like run, I don't know like run around the field what's gonna happen if you run nothing yeah Dude, play some hacky sack <laughs> That was That's literally amazing. RPE, so. That's amazing. Would you go on like field trips and stuff? We would actually, okay. yeah. What would you, where, where would you go? We would go to performances in Los Angeles oh, or go. like screenings. Yeah. Or we would have um, filmmakers come up and teach master classes, which Great. was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I actually got mentored by the guys who wrote Children of Men. Oh my which Lord was, in like, heaven. such a huge, it's a wonderful honor. movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Such a crazy experience. Now, when you're with, when you're around people who, like, again, this kind of goes back to everything I say belies all my own insecurities. It's so funny. It's like, why are you even? Why not just say I would be really intimidated by how talented they were? But is that was there ever a sense of like, (laughs) how do I like? Oh my god, this. Did you did you have any doubts like that, or or was being around people like that this sort of encouragement of like, yeah, there's. 
we're the same. You can, you know, you can be this. Yeah, I was I was never really afraid of adults when I was younger. I am now, which is so weird uh, now that I am one. But yeah, I'm scared of my peers, I should say. Uh-huh. But um, <laughs> yeah, back then I was just like, this is so cool because I was obsessed with that book and the movie. Yeah. And yeah, I was just, I loved being around successful people who had made it. And I was just like, tell me everything, like teach me everything. And I remember we had, I forget his name, but the guy who shot the film Secretary come up. Mm-hmm. And I just remember literally standing over his shoulder, watching him do every little thing. Not that sure. I ever wanted to be a cinematographer, but yeah. I was just like, I am learning everything yeah. I could possibly know. That's so cool. Yeah, Secretary is a great movie. So good. Again, a very grown-up concept for younger people. But how was I allowed to watch that movie when I was like fifteen? I don't know. My parents they were really cool about movies. It's a great movie. I couldn't watch The Simpsons. Oh, I was gonna say because my dad was like okay with sex stuff, but he was not okay with violence stuff. Like he sort of loosened the grip on like sexy stuff before like you know people being gunned down by each other or whatever. Oh, they didn't nice. let you watch The Simpsons? Did they think that it was like trash, like pop culture trash? Or I don't know. I just think they thought it was too inappropriate for me. Just Meanwhile, I'm watching Secretary. <laughs> so Maggie Gyllenhaal Why don't you put spanked. that saddle on Maggie while we can't watch Maggie the pacifier baby on The Simpsons? Exactly. That's really funny. I know. They just had an idea of what they thought it was, I think. Because they didn't watch it either, I assume. No. No, they didn't. So funny. So weird. Yeah. And then I would watch like Married with Children. Oh, yeah. See, my dad was like, that's trash. He just was very snobby about certain shows. Mm. And I would, when I would watch Married with Children, he would come. I stopped watching it because he didn't stop me from watching it, but he would be like, this is so stupid. And I really respected my my dad. So I was like, "It, it, it is stupid, dad. You're right. And I stopped watching it. He shamed me. He wasn't wrong. He though. shamed me. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's a very beloved show. It's it, a very it, it beloved so show. It was so good, but there's a lot of problematic stuff in that show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to your wife that way, Ed. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty, It's. I guess it's like, at the time, I mean, I think it was sort of, you know, it was intentionally over the top and it was sort of, I think it was sort of meta in that way. Like Definitely. All the actors were sort of in on it in a sense. And yeah. It, but to me, when I was younger, I wouldn't have known that. Right. I wouldn't have gotten that part of it. I just thought it was like very over the top and like they all hated each other and stuff. That's yeah. That's sort of what yeah. I walked away from. But now you look at the people who are on it and you're like, God, they're all so talented. Like, they're so all good. really great. Man. And, and re-watching that show later on in life, I was just like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. And it was extra funny. But, you know, I was like, Christina Applegate's so cool. I want to dress like her. Yeah. Yeah. That's God, all I, I took did. from I that show back so. in the day. <laughs> she was very, I mean, her hair was popping. Popping. Oh, my God. Don't tell her mom the babysitter's dead. She Her outfits in that movie were insane. I need to revisit that. I need to revisit that. Because I was just talking uh, with m- my friend Christina about um, Annie Potts' uh, wardrobe in Pretty in Pink, which is another movie that I haven't thought about or seen in such a long time that I kind of don't really remember it. But I, but, but I was like, wait a minute. Because she said something about it. I was like, wait a minute. She was like one of the like... She like the people she were hanging out with were like the new wave, like goth people, but her outfits were just wackadoo. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like that that got into my brain as like, oh, okay, so you can wear like an old house coat, like an old floral house coat, and still like hang out with people who like smoke clove cigarettes and like wear, you know, dog collars. Like if you're yeah. just if you're just not normal, 
maybe there's a place for you even yes. with like the goths or the punks or whatever mm-hmm. what how did you dress when you were in in high school did you think were you thinking about that stuff no, I dressed like a little boy always. Like I just couldn't, boys clothes were always way more comfortable. Yeah. And so I would always shop in the, like the boy section. Um, but yeah, like I said, bra outside of the t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> just like a little so boy. I, like I would wear like five watches at a time, yeah. you know, just stuff like that. Or it's just like, girl. Were they all set to the same time? Yes, they were. Okay, great. Why? Once again, why? <laughs> I, I did. Okay. The first year I was at Idlewild, I went into town, went shopping, and I found this aviator hat. And I wore that every yeah, day. Understood. I don't blame you at all. That's and like a signature piece. Yeah. It's your signature piece. And I said, when I'm wearing this hat, you have to call me Commander Crazy. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, that's I great. Know. No, it's great. It is. It's great looking back because I'm like, oh, glow up, baby. Yeah. Oh, Mama had her glow up. When Ooh. did you when did you start getting into like, you know, I'm mean, not to say that you're obsessed with it now, but you always your makeup always looks great. And I Thank remember so that from the last time I saw you. Um, did you start playing around with that stuff, even though you were wearing little boy clothes? Were you sort of like gender bending in terms of like, yeah, well, maybe my clothes are androgynous, but I like to do makeup or was yeah, it all, always? Yeah, because I, I always makeup was always like doing art, making art yeah. to me. So, yeah, I've always loved makeup and my mom's an artist. So oh, right she on. taught me how to do makeup and we would do each other's makeup. So, yeah, that was always just like a fun thing for me to do. OK, now can we now then can we agree on this thing that I'm like really obsessing over? And part mm-hmm. of it is, I think, um, just the wondrousness that was Black Panther but like how like I know that we haven't advanced in certain ways in terms of like our uh, the superficial stuff like how we appear like no one's is no, we don't look like we're in the fifth element you know we don't look like we were wearing Gaultier we don't all look like we're but like every time you go to a max where you're like oh my god why Like, why isn't everything like this? Like, why is it only inside the Mac store that you can have like three yellow stripes across your cheek and like a big turquoise circle on your other cheek and blue lipstick? Like, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. kind of feel like we should have, I feel like that should be okay. I feel like we're in a place now where anybody should be able to just have the most brightly colored for no reason, what, however you want it. You want a giant triangle on your chin. Do you know what I mean? Like, go for it. I feel like we're slowly starting to get there. Yeah. I see like the geometric shapes on girls' faces. They'll do like a pink triangle, yeah. like a blue square or something. But do you feel that it's happening with women above a certain age? Maybe. I mean, anyone who's like obsessed with tutorials or like follows yeah. makeup artists on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say. Because I, I don't feel so. like I'm walking down the street and I see that at all. Yeah. Like I said, unless true. I go into a Mac store and then I'm like, I love all of you. I'm seeing the blue lips. Yeah, I'm seeing blue the lips. lips. You're I right. Think people you're are right. taking like cautious. Right. They're dipping their toe in cautiously. Yeah. Um, but it's but so I, funny that like we pierce our like pier, like facial piercings oh have been fine for so long. Yeah, and yet like there's still this like cutoff point of. You know, I know that's why I love comic cons, actually, because that is a place where like a little this little girl was in line and she wasn't cosplaying. She just had like a bunch of tiny, perfect white stars that she had painted on her one of her cheeks. And I was like, I'm in love with you. You have the cutest. It was darling. And I was like, I want that. I don't know why I can't have that right now, which I guess I could have. Yeah, you can. But clearly, I'm just not a maven enough. I need to like just step right outside and. 
you know? Yeah, I'm really into the coloring your eyebrows trend right now. See, that's another thing I just haven't. Shadow I haven't. On your eyebrows. I haven't really dug into it. I really want to. Yeah, I'm gonna start. Fun. Yeah, you should. I'm gonna. St- I'm gonna make a commitment to myself that at least one day next week I will like go to the grocery store mm-hmm. wearing with some sort of something on my face that is clearly not normal. What about quote like unquote a normal crazy eyeliner color? I do crazy eyeliner colors. You do. I do crazy eyeliner colors, but again, I don't feel that that's, I just, it's just, there's something about like the forehead, chin and cheeks. It's like, look at that canvas. I was going to say, what if you do like a monochrome look of the whole face? If you do like a green eyeliner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you do like a green highlighter and then you do green lips. I mean, maybe I will, but then people will be like, oh, hi, poison ivy. Oh, yellow then <laughs> i'm the, i think i think here's what i would do i'm really into dots <laughs> perfect oh my god yes i think maybe like 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 a multi like like three colored dots on this cheekbone and three colored dots on this yes. cheekbone for no reason like yellow on one side bright blue on the other what are you gonna do about that would it be so and cute, everything though. else is just totally normal i'm just wearing jeans and a t-shirt but it's like there you go just a little something something yeah that's you not know? too crazy i think that's perfect i'm going to you should Yay, I'm so happy I'm, I'm for committing you. to this. I got to write this down. I have a quick question for you. Oh, I'm possibly ready for it. Girl, what's it like being a lesbian icon? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I fully am, but I embrace and and am so honored to have anything to do with any kind of LGBT plus uh, positivity. It's a total, uh, it's just a total dream come true. It makes me really, really happy. It's so cool. Thanks. I love it. I'm so happy Thanks. for you. Thanks. I would never want to dishonor that. You know, I was like, there There have been times because I have had, you know, very romantic feelings for women in my life and it's been very complicated for me. I've never had like a romantic female relationship that hasn't ended very badly mm-hmm. or wasn't really a relationship because only one person had those feelings or whatever. Yeah. So I don't have this sort of conventional like, you know, this is my wife or this was my girlfriend. And I, and I absolutely have tended to be in long-term relationships with guys. And a lot of that was like who you're around. If you're particularly, if you're bi or if you're just fluid, um, unless you're, you know, sort of actively seeking out partners, um, it, it's still not like a thing that you just bump into all the time. Do you know what totally. I'm saying? Totally. That's my whole experience yeah, right? as well. So, yeah. so part of me does feel like, Oh, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I were more of a lesbian for the role for the couple of roles that I think have been, you know, good in that way. And then I'm like, well, that's not right either. You shouldn't feel bad. You should ever, it, isn't it all about embracing whoever you are and whatever shape that's taken, you know, totally. but, but sometimes I do think that, but also everyone's a little gay. I mean, I, I think so. I think so. Or they don't have it or they're asexual. I'm yes. like, I'm, I'm, I'm very into also like the embrace of, when I worked at the Huffington Post, I did a, a, a like a conversation with a few different people who were asexual, and I really it was a really fa- it was a great conversation. It was a really great conversation, and part of it was like, like oh that does, like that might be really nice yeah. <laughs> to have that. You know, there's it's the, it's sort of like having kids or not having kids, or you know any other thing where you'll just never know what it's like unless you have it. So yeah. if you don't have a sex drive, you're not going to envy someone else's sex drive because you don't feel the good feelings about it. And probably most of what you see is the mess. Probably most of what you see is like, 
boy, you know, if you had just kept your thing in your pants or like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you clearly were into that person. You tried to make it something it wasn't, but because your hormones were going crazy. Like there's, there's a part of me that, you know, could could really, it was was a great conversation. Um, I think that's going to be something we hear more about because right now we're not really talking about asexuality as much, but I feel like that's, I just sense that that's going to, there's going to be a wave of that as well. That's like, yeah, some of us don't have that feeling at all. It doesn't mean we don't like to cuddle. It doesn't mean that we don't want to have kids. It doesn't mean that we don't want to be married, but we don't have a sex drive. Yeah. You and I are both like, that's not us. Yeah, it's not us. But I do relate to your, I sometimes I wish I was a little more lesbian feeling because like, yeah, I feel that every day. I'm like, I feel like, why am I attracted to men? I don't like it. I don't want to be, but I am. Sometimes I feel that. But like you said, sometimes the circles you run in, that's just how it ends up, like male relationships. I'm not actively seeking like lady relationships as much as I could be. And a lot of my friends who like my, one of my friends who's, who's now very, very happily married, um, it was, it was exactly that she was like, she had never even, you know, I definitely had like done a lot of like experimenting with girls from when I was, you know, in preschool and beyond. Wow. And that was like, those were my first sexual experiences were like, Hey, what if, what if I play the boy, you know? Um, and she had never had anything like that at all and had a series of very serious boyfriends, had sex early, had a series of serious boyfriends all the way through college. And then out of college, was married to a man and a woman completely stole her heart. And she was like, I'm gay. Like she's never gone back. Um, but it's not like she was like, those relationships were false. I didn't have feelings for the guys that I was with. It Mm -hmm. just, but for her, it did, it absolutely did that thing where it it opened something up and was like, Oh, this is possible. Mm -hmm. But she was just never really around. She just wasn't around gay women really. Yeah. You know, That'll do it. And now she's like, that's my community. Like, those are the people that I feel comfortable with. Those are my people. And she just identifies as gay now, like fully, just like not even bi, just. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't think she does. I don't, Mm -hmm. I I should ask her, but I I think she's, she's, and she's a huge advocate for the queer community. And she like, she works now for a college as the kind of LGBT advisor to college kids and stuff. So she's very, very active in that. And that's actually an interesting question because I wonder if part of her is like this is more a more important part of my identity mm-hmm. than leaving the door open for saying that I I'm bi because I used to be with guys. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I just that my whole thing is it comes from a place of like biphobia where I just like I have a friend for example who used to date guys. Then she got into a serious relationship with a woman. She was like, I'm a lesbian. I've always been a lesbian. And I was like, great. Then she broke up with her girlfriend and got in a relationship with a guy. And I'm like. Why can't, yeah, Are why you identifying do we have to as label bi? ourselves? I know, I obviously, I don't yeah. want to label you, but I was just like curious. I was like, are you identifying as bi? Well, like, you wouldn't have no, asked I'm a lesbian. Had she not- oh. And I was like, are you scared to say you're bi? Right. Like, and I feel like there is still the biphobia because Agreed. I'm like, yeah, I hate saying it too. It makes me cringe, but I shouldn't because that's what it's, I am. Yeah, <laughs> it's still, it's still very much associated with like, it is associated, I think, with a, a superficiality or with a just like an, the inability to be trusted on some level yeah. or, or that it's just not real. Like you yeah. are one or the other and you just haven't figured it out yet or you haven't admitted it yet where yeah. the truth is probably more like you're, everybody could be at any point in their lives all over the place. Yeah. And if she had just screamed at me. Why is that threatening? If she had screamed at me and said, don't label me. I would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but she bounced right back with like, no, I'm a lesbian. I'm, who's attracted to men? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. 
All right. To each their own. To each their own. All right. I got to get into this uh, mash game. Yes. I'm excited about this time has flown. Uh, so, okay. Listen, I got to start out with the three books, three books that you can jump into and live in that world. You're not reliving the plot. You're just being with the characters in that environment for ha- whenever you want. Peter Pan. Great. What if you didn't say that? I'd be so furious at I you. Know. I'd be like, can I talk to you a minute? <laughs> oh, Franny and Zoe. What's another one? Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, I feel like there's a teenage book in me. That's uh, I'm throwing out a series of unfortunate events because that I know that that was something that you were way into. But, but maybe that's not how you feel now. I'd have to pick a specific book. All right, I'll pick, I'll pick. No, 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 no pressure. You were going to say something else. Um. I was going to say Looking for Alaska by John Green. Oh, I haven't read it. Oh, it's so good. Looking for Alaska. Is it, is it YA? It's a YA. Amazing. Looking for Alaska. What's it about? It's about kids that go to boarding school. Believe it or not. That? I know. How about that? It's obviously I just, you know. I love it. Skipped right over the I plot. That's, that's not what it's about at all. But, uh, but yeah. as it happens... They have, there's some relatability yeah. there for you because they're kids who go to boarding school. That's mm-hmm. very fair. Okay, let's do three uh, three places. Um, they can be r- real places or they can be like, you know, sort of fictional places in the sense that living, uh, having like a castle under the ocean, you know, in the, oh. under the sea or something like that. So it can yes. be like, you know, Tokyo, but it could also be Saturn. Well, obviously Mermaid Lagoon and Peter Pan. Great. Hmm. I just want to live in the clouds. Great. Great. I think that's Not a great. Not heaven, that's just great. clouds. Great. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Okay. And then, ooh, just like castle in the middle of nowhere. Like great. nobody's around. Not it, even what's murderers. The, what's the, <laughs> Not even murderers? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> what, what is the climate like? Is it is ca- is castle in Scotland? Is it a castle? Yes. Okay. It's like, it's got that nice, cool breeze, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. like in the 70s. Okay. Always. All right. All right. <laughs> So a castle in LA. Yeah, exactly. All righty. Scotland, I think, might get a lot more wet and cold than that. True. Go ahead and cross that out. Um, let's castle do... Castle in LA. <laughs> Believe me, there are plenty. Many of them not great castles. Um, Ooh, the magic castle. The That's magic castle is a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's do three... Um, well, now I just want to do it because we've been talking about it so much. Three... three in fact, I'm gonna. I'm really just gonna go for it. Okay, so this category is only people that you have that you're attracted to, but you don't have to think of this as this permanent partnership. Okay. So like three characters or actors, actresses, anything like that that you're like, I've got the hots for them. Please don't make me think hard about what it would be like to be married to them. Okay. And then the next category, just to give you some advance notice, the next category is like alternate universe, like companion love romance. Okay. Not to say that they can't be, you know, there can't be crossover. Okay. But fun to- fun fun times versus like serious partnership, yeah. Okay, partnership. Okay. Trent from Daria. Okay, great. He was the hottest cartoon. Amazing. Ooh, um, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, yeah. I'm well. just in love with her. Wait, is she a partner or is she a romance? No, she's a partner. Oh, okay. Be, you know uh, is Trent, Trent I have in the Trent sexy is, times. Yes, okay, Trent so, is sexy times. So, okay, so I'm going to put... Put Zoe in the next category. Okay. Maybe put Shia, Shia LaBeouf in the romance because I'm not going to settle down with him. Let's be real. Oh, okay, great. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how this game is played. You're doing great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're doing great. 
Uh, let's see. And then this is just fantasy person. Oh, God. It would be too gross to say Peter Pan because he's like 12. So I can't say that. Uh, I mean. Too wrong. I'm not going to judge it. If I were 12, Peter Pan. You know what it means to you. It's about the core underlying. Wait, is this the romance or the romance? Can it be combination Peter and Wendy? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Peter, Wendy, (laughs) the Peter, Wendy uh, trio. Threesome. Okay, so I have Trent Daria. I have Shia from in romance. I have a blank in romance and one, I mean, uh, in, in, in sex. And I have a blank in romance. Okay. I've made this too confusing. Okay. For a blank I'm really bad at myself. Yeah. Who would I want to have sex with? Everybody. Can I put everybody? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just I love try them this. all. Try everybody out. Yeah. Try everybody out. I'm gonna have that kid from Great. high school knock on doors. Great. <laughs> Make a list. All right. Uh, and then romance partners. Yeah, I got Zoe Kravitz, Peter and Wendy together. I love it. <laughs> love it. I love it. This is how the game is played. This and, is very good use. Ooh, Nicole Kidman. Great. Great, 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 great. Uh, next category is let's do three. Let's do three eras that you can sort of, you know, bounce into and hang out in and socialize and have a great time and nothing bad is going to happen to you. Like you don't have to worry about the the ills of the time of whatever society you're, you're visiting. Okay. Well, I think I would have to do the 50s because I really want to shake shit up. Great. Shake it up. Um. 70s. Great. Dinosaurs. Dinosaur times. Dinosaur times. <laughs> Dino times. Dino times it is. Uh, next category, gotta do it. Three foods that in this alternate reality are uh, available at the snap of a finger and have zero uh, negative ramifications. No calories, no allergies, nothing. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Cotton candy. Great. <laughs> that really is something that I like. It was like dream food when you're little, yeah. and then it's so good for a second, and then it means, I, and then you feel sick, and you're like, I don't want to feel sick. Yeah, I don't want to feel sick. I want to keep eating this. Exactly. In this world, you can. I love it. Cotton candy, pizza, pizza, absolutely. What's oh, something so? It's crazy. really gnat season in the house. Oh, I, I see a lot of gnats guys. and little fl- mayflies. Um, okay, last food that's if it doesn't, have, you know what? Sushi. I'm just gonna yeah. do sushi. Yeah. Okay, uh, next category is three types of art that you sort of wake up with tomorrow that you are fantastic at. So it could be a music, could be dance, could be, you know, it would be very specific. It could be like hip-hop dancing and ballet and playing the piano, or it could be just great dancer, great, you know, whatever. Okay, I would really want to be a drummer. Great. Um, A sculptor. Nice. That does seem like magic to me. Like yeah. just the little amount I've done. The idea that you can take something. Ugh, it's just so cool. So cool. Yeah. It feels like magic. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how you saw that with your mind and hands. Definitely. And made that from that. I know. It's great. Um, and then obviously a singer because I don't know what genre, but Doesn't maybe matter. I can sing all of them. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. You're, you can be totally open genre. Open genre. Um, okay. Last category for is there anything that I'm like we're, we'd wish that I'd asked you that I haven't asked you I don't want to like skip out on a category that would have I don't know 
Okay. As long as that's true. I, uh, sometimes people are like, oh, I was hoping you would ask me about blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, no. Um, okay, These good. These are all great. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I was fishing for a compliment. This is my uh, favorite game. <laughs> okay. Uh, then final category. Let's do, let's do like a body swap. Like you get oh. to, you get to swap bodies with anyone from any time period, oh honestly. Uh, you For like a week. You get to live as someone else for a week. David Bowie. Great. Great, great, great. Meryl Streep. Great. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Great. <laughs> Give me that old man body. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> why I do, do I want to be in his though. body? I love him so much, but maybe I like, him. why would I want to be in his body? love that you chose that. <laughs> I refuse to change it, so I'm right. glad you're not asking me to. Okay, you know I got to do the little tell me when to stop, so okay. then I'll have my number so then I can do the eeny meeny. So okay. just uh, tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. I'm going to pause this, do my calculations, mm-hmm. come back with your 100% guaranteed MASH future. I've never, I really, uh, I've just, I've broken my own rule by making it very obvious that you got a shack before I had actually put the recording back on. I'm okay with it. But you did get a shack. It's okay. But it's a shack in the clouds. Oh God. Are you kidding me? I mean, like, what is that? That's like a little cabin. I mean, what are you going to do? Have some, like, if you lived in some huge mansion, you'd never be outside in the clouds. Right. It's like a tree house. It's a tree house house. because the clouds are my bed. Yeah. So it's just, it's a cloud house to get away and take a shower. Don't even worry about it. You have a cloud house. No one would want it any other way. Dope. Uh, I want to congratulate you on your ability to dive into the world of Franny and Zoe whenever Ooh, you want. Yes. As a sort of vacay on its own. Mm. Um, I want to congratulate you for your ability to sculpt. I'm very <gasps> excited you got that oh. one after we were just saying. Uh, I know that sculpting, a lot of people don't think it's as exhausting as it is. It really takes a lot out of you. Rest assured, you can have unlimited pizza with zero ramifications. I like that's a good broad category, too, because it's like there's a million different kinds of great pizza. So good on that. Um, That could include uh, a roll in the hay with Shia LaBeouf. Um, Have a little pizza afterwards. Yeah, why not? Get your strength back up. Go around again. Yep. (laughs) You can also uh, visit the swing in 70s. Whenever you want. Wow. As like a little, like go back there and live for a week. Um, and speaking of living in a different place for a week, I want to congratulate you on your time in Anthony Hopkins's body. Oh, Amazing. That's all I ever wanted. <laughs> oh, I just want to look in the mirror and see, say a monologue see to those myself. twinkling Welsh eyes. Uh, and I don't know if you're spending time as Anthony Hopkins with either Shia LaBeouf or your longtime relationship with Nicole Kidman, but you did get a good one. So, um, I believe that is, uh, that concludes our mash game and the podcast. That was so fun. That was so fun and awesome. Please tell people where they can find you, uh, what they can watch or listen to or anything else you want them to know about or nothing if you don't want them to. Okay. Well, I'm doing getting dug with high on 420. So that's this Friday. I know. I'm so excited. This episode is coming out uh, tomorrow, Thursday. So absolutely, absolutely a a great opportunity to go see you. That's fantastic. Yes. It's on YouTube, I believe. Josh's channel. I don't. That sounds right. That sounds like it Um, is very likely. But yeah, that's gonna be fun because it's 420, and it is an honor to 
hang out with Doug on 420. That's fantastic. And then, yeah, you can check out my drunk movie previews on my YouTube channel. Great. So we'll have to have Janet on. I'd be delighted. It doesn't take much for me. So uh, same. Yeah, I will okay, be, cool. I'll be like, this is a really good sangria. <laughs> um, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, did you say where you were on Twitter or anything? Oh, like I'm that? at Brie S. Reg on everything. Great. That's B-R three E's two s's r-i-g yeah makes sense yeah when you really look at it it makes a lot of sense it guys. does uh, and i will talk to you next time on the podcast as always the jv club theme song is back before we were brittle by the amazing say hi now leaving nerdist.com What? <laughs>